Okay. Let's hear it for the boys of Nocturnal Emissions. Tell me you got that recorded. Yeah, that was the opening yeah. of the show. Why don't we just hit the theme song and roll with it? Everybody. Oh, where's the applause? There we go. What a hot night at Life in the Dark. It what is hot. It's like 12 degrees out. Wow, we, we're Delightful. blowing. Celsius. Celsius. Welcome to Life in the Dark, everybody. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, and we're coming to you live from Pine Grove, Ontario, to the world, to the greatest podcast ever come out of Norfolk County, Life from the Dutch Hall. And thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, we've had a big week. What I noticed with the show for the last few weeks and uh, has been that uh, I've been leaning a lot on my friend, the internet, to help me come up with ideas on what how, what to do for the show. And uh, what I realized is that 
it's kind of it's kind of a, a lot less fun than going out and actually living a life where you see things for yourself and you actually can can uh, have experience of your own to talk about. Maybe make yeah. your own stories rather than wait for someone stupid in Florida to do something. Physically do it rather than just <laughs> yeah. post a That's picture right. about it. Yeah, you can do yeah. it yourself, right? Like yeah. I'd rather fill myself full of whiskey and go to go to the big city and then do something stupid that I could talk to you yeah. about rather than wait for someone in Florida. To something do it. that eventually is going to be on the internet for sure. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get to talk about it first. Someone before got, it goes viral. Someone got footage of what we did there, Dave. I don't know. Someone must have got footage of that. What did you, what did you guys do? What happened this week? Well, I was uh, I was I w- it just happens. My friend Dave Charters. He, I don't know if you know him. He's uh, he's the co-host alive from the Dutch Hall. Writes oh, the music uh, yes. for the show. Yes. Yeah, he's also your band partner in Nocturnal Emissions. I know him very very well. Hey Mike. M- Mike hey, Dave happened to be up a, in a training course because he's a he's really a, a quite an astute uh, professional in the automotive industry. Uh-huh. I like to learn things. Yeah, and so Dave went up there, and he and I happened to be in, in the city at the same time. Oh, so I was figure. like, why wouldn't I hook up with my good buddy Dave? Who's up in the big city? I'm sitting up. I'm up there as well. We would be fools not to to hook up and have a great evening or two on the town of, of Toronto, Ontario, the big city. Oh, the big, big smoke! What a right? town! Right? Was it Hogtown or is that is that a different town? I don't know. What, they, what do they call Toronto? T dot. The T dot. Yeah. O dot. The home yeah. of Drake. The home of Drake. Oh. Drake. Yes. You don't get more street cred than Drake. And Drake. Yeah, Drake. T-O. Which is about as scary as I find most, like at least in the part of Toronto we were hanging out in, Dave, that was the scariest uh, rapper that I would have seen in that part <laughs> of Toronto. Thug, the thuggiest? Would have yeah. been Drake. Yeah. yeah. That would have been the That's scariest right. uh, The scariest guy I saw. I didn't get in the right part of town, I guess, to see the real the real seedy areas. Maybe there isn't in Toronto. I don't know. A lot know. of hipsters, eh? I don't know. Maybe those hipsters can be seedy, too. A lot of them. A lot of shaved. You know that... Sides of the head shaved and then the big yeah. pomp up on, on top. top. Yeah. Lots of those. Very popular, I see. Yeah. And big yeah. beards and, and uh, Lots of beards, lumberjack yeah. jackets. And Lots stuff. of body art, too. Lots of sleeve tattoos. Yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of and ta- neck tattoos. Yeah, we're, when we go to the city, like when any of us guys from Norfolk decide <laughs> that we're going to head make an excursion to the big city, it's a right? big deal. And we, 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 I feel weird not having my passport with me because <laughs> because I, I don't feel like I'm in my own country anymore. Like I really do feel like a foreigner in a different land, right? Yeah, it's like I, I don't want to. I don't want to get anyone in Toronto the wrong impression of what I of what. Uh, uh, what I think of them, you know, like I go there and the people are very nice. We're on the streets in Toronto. I don't know how many people I, cause I'm an idiot. And, and, and my friend, uh, Dave is also an idiot too, because, um, he, we had to go to one, we were going to open mic nights the one night I had to get off the train. So I take the train into the city and I have to get on the train to a subway and then take the subway where my hotel is. Right. And, um, I take it and there, but I got to ask people, like, I look lost. Like, I look like I don't belong there. I look like I don't know what I'm doing. I look like a foreigner. I got, like, computer strapped to me and another bag strapped to me, and I'm looking around like, what? Like, I, yeah, they're fully expecting a very thick accent to come out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. They got Norfolk. They got Norfolk. Yeah. (laughs) Full, the full hick accent that comes out, like, I don't know where, what I'm doing. And then she's like, tells me what train to go on. Like, everyone's super nice. They can spot me. They, 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 they come up to me and help me, and I get out going on my way. So it's like the city's great as far as how cities go. They're running very nice in Toronto. They're um, the people are super friendly on the street. I didn't, I didn't have any problem with any. I'd ask a lot of people for help. They everyone helped me right to get where I needed to go. And uh, so for the as far as the people go, I have nothing but kind things to say about the great people of Toronto. But I do not understand for the life of me why you live there. <laughs> like I just can't. I can't imagine how a person can put up with it every day. Like I was there for two days. And yep. and. Uh, 
the drive-in did it, did it started out off shitty like well that's why i took yeah. the train because because <laughs> they've been closing the one road there in toronto uh because infrastructure like every city in yeah. north america probably in the western world let's set pylons out Fuck. oh yeah, yeah like uh, our infrastructure's not, like no one gets uh, votes for saying we're gonna fix roads right yeah. so like the roads have been left to crumble so when they do close something, they got close it forever. And like I think they closed the Gardner Expressway in Toronto for a year or something, a year and a half or something, right? Like it's it's really something else. So I was like, I'm taking the train. I don't even want to deal with that crap because any sort of good time I would have would be <laughs> ruined by that. Oh, yeah. By the drive. Right. The last five minutes of the drive too. It's like yeah. your GPS says you'll be there in five minutes, yeah. and it takes forty five minutes to make it down. Yeah, yeah. You know what was the thing is that, uh, yeah, exactly. You, you sit there, oh, I'm making great time. I'm making great time. And then you get to the part where you actually get where you're supposed to go and you can see where you have to go. And it's like an hour to get there because yeah. you're <laughs> bumper to bumper. And for a person that can go, like people will say, like, you live in the middle of nowhere. How do you do it? How do you live in the sticks in the middle of nowhere? How do you go get a... You have to drive. You got to drive to get groceries like 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 15 kilometers. I'm like, yeah, you know how long it takes me? It yeah. takes me like uh, 12 minutes to right. go those 15 kilometers or 10 minutes yeah. to go those 15 yeah. kilometers. You know, how your grocery store is three kilometers away and it takes you an hour and a half to get there yeah. because you got to sit there and fight every light to get there. Even if it takes you the same amount of time, let's say to drive that amount of time, it, it would take us both 10 minutes to go. Yours is three blocks or three but you still got to bring your car because you got to load the groceries That's in it. That's the trick. Is and you then, still got to carry the groceries. Right. Yeah. And when mine is uh, mine is 15 kilometers. Well, yeah. uh, but we still get there in the same. In this, in, if it even took us the same time, you had to put up with being like on someone's backside, like on someone's ass. What am I? I'm, I still think we're in Lent. We're, <laughs> yeah. This is the fucking show after yeah. Lent. Let's, like let's, Lent slowed yeah. you I, down, any. <laughs> I, I paid my debts to the church at Easter, Dave. I paid my debts to the church at Easter. Where's Jesus? Me and me and our lady queen of martyrs are square. You know what? You know All what square? else makes it difficult to get around that city is when uh, you come from Norfolk County and you get a couple of good, uh, good, good, couple of good public transit successes under your belt. Like you got, you got to where you're going, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Sunday night, I got. To the east side of town, like on the subway, it was great. You were pretty, you were pretty confident. Dave. Yeah, I, pretty I was, eh? and you were going right along with me. And we leave the hotel Monday night. We're gonna go find this uh, open mic at a cool place called Free Times Cafe. You're, you're feeling confident, super confident, right? We walked to the subway station, Osgood, right by the hotel, yeah. and uh, go on a little subway trek. We know, I know exactly where I'm going in my head, eh? <laughs> I, I know we're gonna make a transfer. We're gonna get off at another station. Yeah. We get off, and uh, it's a great. I pull out my phone like to find this place, and we're uh, 11 kilometers away, <laughs> 25 minutes by cab it took. Eh, at that point, after our subway, well, we actually to... drove past the hotel again to get to where we were going. <laughs> we went, you went the yeah. wrong way, yeah, totally. We, oh yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and then later on, like the next day, when I I, I went for I, I needed a break, I was really sick. Like I got I don't know I think we drank enough that night, but I so I knew it was partially hungover, but it right. went past hung, right. hungover. I, was I think like, it was the matzo ball. You should have stayed away from that soup. When you're eating a little dive bar where it's an open mic night, it's like a little dive bar, and you know it's nice. It's like a little hipster place or whatever, but. Yeah, then you order the food. You know, right. it's a, you're rolling the dice. You yeah, don't know what you're doing. You're definitely rolling the dice. You're rolling the dice. And I had a matzo ball soup and a brisket Reuben sandwich is what oh, I ate. Oh, yeah. Some nice for, sauerkraut. Right eh? for it, eh? Yeah. Nice, uh, some sauerkraut, some melted cheese. Sauerkraut. Some, some brisket. And a nice rich brisket. And a nice, ri a real rich brisket. Saucy. Couldn't even eat the second half. And then a matzo ball soup. And I ordered it because I never had it before. And there was a lot of Jewish stuff on the menu. I'm like, I've never ate Jewish food before. I want to try Jewish food. I'm, like, you don't get a lot of Jewish restaurants and... The sticks, right? Pine Grove. 
<laughs> yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't see it. No. As I said, I think I've met uh, like three Jewish people my entire life. Right? <laughs> and, and you know, I don't have any. I don't have any prejudice. Like no, no, no anti-Semitism in my being. I just I never met anybody. You know, it's like I, I, we're I, just not fans of the Hanukkah. Like you gotta fucking wear the, the Hanukkah. The little cap you gotta wear. The what? You mixed up two two things. I think. <laughs> That's as much the as only Hanukkah, the beanie. Yarmulke. That's. Was it set you off? It it, it makes you upset. Well, it doesn't make me upset. It's just fucking weird. Like, it's like wearing a fucking. It's like wearing a shirt that don't fit. Like, part of the. Uh, right. <laughs> what part of Holland are you from? Because <laughs> I was saying, like, I was in the, I was in the mall the one day because I forgot to pack underpants. I had to go to the mall and get underpants, which I hate shopping to begin with. Like, normally, I like shopping in a small town, you can go in and out, get what you need, go home. I'm fine. Done and over with. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm cold. I go in the store, I buy a coat, I'm warm, I'm like done. You know, yeah. that's the way I shop. You know, my jeans are ripped. I go in them with the ripped jeans. I buy a new pair of jeans. I leave the ripped jeans in the trash can yeah, in the give store. Give me the same ones. Can you put this in the garbage? Yeah. yeah. You should have yeah. cut them into yeah. a nice jean short with the pockets <laughs> yeah. out. Some jorts. Oh, good. Nice for the summer. Yeah. I actually oh, gave yeah. my daughter that advice. I said to her, I go, she's got these pair of green pants that are just god-awful green pants. She wears green on green. Her favorite color is green. I don't know. She likes to make everyone know it, but green on green, I'm trying to tell her it's not a I'm not a fashion guru by any stretch of the imagination, but but it's I'm, not St. Patrick's Day. I'm pretty sure, yeah. You're you're like a Dutch Hungarian. There's no reason for you to celebrate St. Patrick's Day all the time, and you look ridiculous. And we're sending you to school, and we look like we have a change like it a, up, yeah, like a circus clown going to school, green on green. And so these circus clown. these pants, she's growing so fast, she's growing past the pants, and then also the pants are kind of wearing out. They're wearing out in the middle or whatever. The knees and stuff are wearing out. And I'm like, thank God, those pants don't fit you anymore. She's like, no, these are my favorite pants. Like I don't, I don't want to give them up. And I'm like, you know, darling, you have to, you have to give it up, man. Those things have had their best days. You had a good, good run. You no, gotta let no, those man. things go. And and she's and I and she's really fighting me on this, right? She's a bit of a hoarder. I know she's gonna be on an A and E show eventually. My God, <laughs> you check out any of her pockets or her backpack or anything like that. There's like a million things will fall out of it when yeah. she opens them. Like it's like uh, I can't imagine you can shove that much crap in it. Like every drawer in her bedroom or whatever is just overflowing with everything she's seen that she's seen beauty in in her life. You know, like. So, um, she didn't want to get rid of these pants. So I said to her, you know what? The top part of those pants are in pretty good shape. You can make those in a nice pair of shorts for the summer, right? Oh, yeah. Just cut the bottoms, up, cut it above the knee and you'll be fine. And she's like, oh, great. You know, like, cause she, it was a compromise right, and yeah. the Dutch come out of that girl hard, right? Like, like, <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I was very proud. I was like, there you go, girl. You you can stretch those things a bit longer, right? right now. <laughs> you Give her a chance. Yeah. yeah Good for yeah. her. Good for her. Nice choice. So when I was saying, like you were mentioning about that, about your obvious uh, prejudice against <laughs> things that you don't understand. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, you're right. Let's get back to that. So I was in the mall buying. I was in the mall buying underpants, and I and I am walking through the mall, and I swear to God, I'm very sick at this moment in time. Like I am not feeling well. I am. I have spent most of my time in the bathroom using the sink and the toilet at the same time. You know, I am in, in bad way. You know, yeah. I, I've had a tough morning. So I'm going for a little stroll. I get a little booster juice, right? I'm walking through the mall and I see this person coming at me wearing like uh, sneakers and jeans and a winter coat, but with a scarf around their whole face and head and the entire face, like their, their entire head was covered in like a, like a, like a sparkly, was like it a burka? A, was it a burka? It was not a burka. Was it thin? Like you could see through it? Mm-hmm. Like I could kind of see the silhouette of the face underneath right. it. You could see some detail. So you knew she could see through it. It was sheer enough for her to see right. through it. But um, she, but I couldn't 
but like uh, you couldn't tell like anything like I, I couldn't tell if it was an Asian woman or a, a or like a Middle Eastern looking woman or what it was you know so for me it was like because I am a hick I understand this at this point in time like I'm looking at something that I've never seen before <laughs> Is I've this never <laughs> yeah I've never ever seen a person with an entire face scarf like where they're covering their eyes and everything and they're coming at me and then and if it was a if it was like the the traditional burqa with the full face covering where there's a little like screen for people to see through the screen i've seen those things like a mortal combat but there's a robe <laughs> yeah there's Get a robe there's a robe that goes with it right there's a robe that goes with it and then so i would understand okay this is a religious thing i don't, I, I just haven't seen it before okay it's someone else has got right. different uh, cultures whatever so then i'd be fine with it but this one was like She's wearing sneakers and jeans. And was it more? Was it a style thing? Do you think if she's going for a look? Well, I was thinking that these are my two things. Number one, I thought, well, maybe it's like an Asian thing. She was coming from outside for the pollution. You know, a lot of them will cover their face, but then they don't cover their eyes for that. But maybe if I don't know, that's one of the things I thought. The second thing I thought was, this is a stick up. This is a stick up. <laughs> and I have to hit the. You're floor. holding on your wallet. <laughs> yeah. Where can I, I hide this? <laughs> Fuck. Up my ass. Up my ass. Up my ass. Up my ass. <laughs> No, 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 no. But she was so small and little. She was just like a little girl. Like she was a young lady or whatever. You know, I think she was the the stature of a of a of a little woman. You know, like I don't know how old she was. I couldn't see her entire face, right? But did, uh, did she have a white cane? No, she had like a winter coat on. That's why I think she was probably like a girl in her twenties or something like that. She had, but her entire face was covered in this sparkly scarf, so you couldn't see any of her face. But she had a certain amount of style to her, is what I mean. You know. <laughs> So maybe it was a person that was supposed to be wearing one of those full robe burkas with the screen in front, but she decided like, hey, I'm going to still follow the rules, but I still want to be like Canadian or whatever and still like wear, you know, still have a certain sense of fashion or myself or whatever. My bottom half's cool. Yeah, but I'm following the rules, you know, just like the the Jewish people have to cover their heads, right? (laughs) So they're supposed to cover their heads at all times or whatever. That's their whole thing. That's what the hamakas for? (laughs) (laughs) I love those hamakas (laughs) The old hamaka song That old chestnut (laughs) (laughs) You know what You're the only guy I've ever heard say that Until this Until I was in Toronto And I was at the training course uh, Lining up for lunch There's this old like Businessman behind me They're having a nice Off-site meeting In this uh, This building we're in And uh, he asked us What we're training Where I say Oh it's, uh, it's It's called Managing people and he says, oh, that old chestnut. <laughs> he did, I swear. I'm like, holy shit. You know Mike Moe? <laughs> yeah. Big fan of that line. Yeah. Old, that old chestnut. That old chestnut. That's all he had to say. Yeah. So it's, it's a nice chime in, though. Yeah. So uh, we went into Toronto. What did uh, Charge, you and I went out the you went you went out the night before. You went out Easter Sunday. So you should tell a story about your Easter Sunday night. Oh that's, yeah. That's a good story. So you you have you let's just to set the table of my, the musical talent and the, uh, for my buddy Dave Charters here, he's been playing a number of gigs over like what how many years would you say you've been playing gigs? Uh, the first real one I did was at the first Bush Talk there. So what was that four years ago or something? Three four eleven two thousand eleven. So four years ago. That'll be four years of summer. Yeah. So four years you've been playing gigs for, and you started playing open mic nights uh, close to where you work, right? Uh, yeah, just like maybe four, Recent. three, four months ago or something. Yeah. Right, and uh, had a good time. Oh, you did uh, other things before. Like you used to live in that uh, when you lived in that uh, your other house, and there was this that's bowling alley in in Scotland, Ontario, that would have the I li- there live once. live Jane oh, yeah, Very the, Friday. Yeah, li- yeah, but, but I never played there. 
Oh yeah, I went there. A it was a good times, time. Well, you never, you there. brought your guitar and sat in the booth and strummed along. Yeah, right? one but, time I did. Yeah, but you never played. You I was never too chicken, cur- eh? Never had the courage. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, you you decided when you were you're gonna kind of like uh, when you're away at this course, you might as well make use of your free time by hitting some more stages, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm not in Toronto every day, and I thought it's a different crowd, right? So, hopefully, I was hoping that there'd be uh, more attendance too, because when you go to the place I go to in uh, Woodstock, Riffs, shout out for Riffs. It's not always a big crowd in there, right? Adam there might be, be 10, 15 yeah. people on that uh, open jam night. But What night of the week is it? It's on Wednesdays. Wednesdays? Yeah. Open jam, 7 to 11. So yeah, I went, uh, got to my hotel kind of late, went on like a 30-minute uh, subway ride with my guitar on my back to this bar that I had found on the internet, Relish. Felt and, like a real, uh, felt like a real like a traveling musician. I, I, bet. I really did, you know, traveling around the big yeah, city a with, a big guitar, with, with a guitar strapped to your back, a, a, a small town boy made good in the big city, <laughs> looking just trying trying to yeah. pursue his rock and roll dream. Please proceed. I was wearing a nice, <laughs> I was wearing a nice uh, button down shirt and a cardigan. Oh, oh! You yeah. decided to go stylish for the evening, eh? That's like, right. Trying to play up your uh, more urban to the more urban crowd. Is that? what Yeah, that's right. I Were didn't. You... I didn't want to not blend in. Did you, you know? leave a little scruff on your face as well? No, fresh shave. Oh, fresh, fresh shave. Ooh. I can't grow up today. Fresh shave. Yeah. You might as well accept it. Awesome bar though, Relish. It was a tiny little bar. Probably, I'd say there's 50 people in there, maybe, but it was just packed like to the rafters. So when I walked in, I was uh, the first thing I thought was, "Wow, a lot of people here. Probably more people than I played in." like to a bar like that like so i nerves got up a bit and then uh, i started paying attention to the band that was on stage and they were playing the wind cries mary by uh jimmy jimmy hendrix yeah and if you close your eyes you'd swear it was jimmy hendrix oh yeah yeah making love to the guitar yeah and i got butterflies immediately because i'm like if this is what open mics like here like i'm (laughs) this is i don't belong in this place i'm just gonna listen (laughs) yeah Yeah. you're all of a sudden like the uh the 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 small fish in the ocean kind yeah, of thing, rather right. than the big fish in the small pond or whatever kind of yeah. thing. But I got my guitar on my back, so the guy running the open mic like makes eye contact and and points at the chalkboard like. Right, right sign up, sign up. You're right. in, bud. So I did sign up, and then uh, they call my name like way too soon, you know, like you I wasn't ready. really ready. Yeah, didn't build up your confidence <laughs> no. enough yet. But I went up anyway. And uh, now that you said there was a there was like a palate cleanser band between Jimi Hendrix and you though, right? Like it wasn't the the quality of the band had had slipped off a little bit. Yeah, so that's you, right. Your confidence grew a bit after watching a few people where you're like, oh, they're kind of shit. Right? Yeah, it started to feel a little better. Okay, <laughs> that's always nice when you hear somebody that's real shitty. Eh? Yeah. The other thing I was worried about was that there would be a lot of originals, but uh, and there were some originals. Some guys just playing their own stuff. So then it, you know, I felt like oh, if everyone's playing their own stuff. It wouldn't be right to play covers, right? Nobody wants to hear covers if they're here and everybody's yeah. playing originals. But there were some covers too, so well, did, that did, made me feel okay. So do you remember the band right before you went up? Uh, I don't I don't remember who it was right before I went up. I just remember they said Dave and then uh, the butterflies got way worse. But I just went up, <laughs> sat down. What did you play first? I played uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Breaking the Girl, which is kind of a tough song to play. You're mm-hmm. kind of all over the neck. And I could I could feel myself kind of being nervous right and i could sense every little kind of mistake i was making the time being off my voice shaking a bit but i just kind of muscled through it and they entered they had a real nice introduction for me you know they knew i'd never been there before so they said that everyone gave me a, a real warm round of applause which helped they were real inviting you know made me feel at home once i got through the first song though it was uh kind of yeah I relaxed the other way yeah awesome and then i played uh what did i play after that i played an arctic monkeys tune after that a slow one 
And uh, that was pretty well received. But the last for the one, ladies. yeah, for the ladies, yeah, ladies did like that. They played the second night too, and there was one girl in the crowd that uh, was digging every minute of it. Eh? She Art really monkeys, liked it. Eh? Closed her eyes band. and everything, singing along, just really nice like choice. grooving to it. Eh? And uh, and Dave didn't know that because he thought he was kind of bombing, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel as good the second night. No, no, she liked it. There yeah, I was go. glad to hear that. But then the last song I played, my go-to uh, favorite song to play, "Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground" by the White Stripes. And I got, uh, they had just announced that before I went up that there was no more drums or bass because uh, it was getting late. It was after midnight. They yeah. didn't want to upset the neighbors. Toning it down. And I got like three bars into that song and the bass player and the drummer rushed the stage and sat down and played with me. And like, I think they must have turned the volume up even because it was so fucking loud. Nice. And uh, we just killed it. And everyone was like, I wouldn't say they were dancing, but everyone was into it, you know, right. and a huge, like pretty much a standing ovation at the end. It was awesome. Yeah, it really brought it just out. rocked it. Yeah. And then what, that's what, what, it's, all about, eh? that's what it's all and about. And then what followed you that night? Do you know? Uh, who came up after me? There was some black dude with a, with the big afro and he played Johnny Cash Hurt, but he played it like, uh, he was kind of finger picking it, played yeah. it totally different. Yeah. And then he played some original where he was beatboxing and then rapping, but he was playing it with acoustic guitar. He was really good. Hmm. Yeah, you saw a lot of, it was a large like spectrum of acts, that, even the, the time I went out with you, because the second night I went out with Dave, we went, to, what was this place that we went to, the first place? That was Free Times, yeah. Free Times? That time. was a cool place. Yeah, it was Matzo cool. Ball. Yeah, that was where I got, I think I, I got my illness, but uh, other than that, ball. <laughs> it was a great place. Yeah. But we saw it was some real eclectic acts, and my favorite act, actually, of the whole weekend, even from when I went to the comedy show, well, the comedy show we can get into later, but uh, the, the, um, the favorite act I saw was this guy who went up there. He's wearing like a, a tie, and look like he just came from his his cubicle job in the big towers, okay, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like he just came office from, space. Just came from Bay Street or whatever, yeah. and he hated it. But not and, yeah, not incredibly well kept. He didn't look like he loved his job. No, you know? he looked like he was sitting in a cubicle wearing what they made him wear, but it was all wrinkly, and he hated yeah. this whole day. And he comes out there, sits by himself in the in this little bar, waits for his name to be called, goes up there with two harmonicas, right? He sits there with two harmonicas, puts awesome. them down on the bar stool, stands up at the microphone, and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, a real long backstory about how his partner, his musical partner, uh, what was his name? He said, he said the band was on tour, but they're taking a break, but the tour is going to get started uh, right. <laughs> again soon. But Joel was, Joel was uh, with his new baby and his oh. wife, huh? and uh, you know, spending some time with his family, so they're taking a break. They're taking, they're taking a break from their tour because it was going really well, but they're taking a break because Joel's got other commitments and stuff with the new family. Okay. And he wants to play this song. A lot of people think it's from his first album. Uh, yeah, truthfully, truthfully. A lot of people Truthfully, are truthfully. That, yeah. A lot of people think this song is from our first album, but our first album was actually Truthfully, Truthfully. This is from our second album, which was uh, called whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. He made up another name for it. Lies, lies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, proceeds to uh, like give a little warm up on his harmonica and the microphone, so he kind of gives a brrr, brrr, and he goes, uh, oh, "I don't like the way this is sounding." Yeah, the and C's, C, the C's not right. The C's not right. I'm gonna if you don't mind. <laughs> That's not what he says. Yeah. The C's not gonna work. The C's not gonna work for this one. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna play this one in E. So if, I hope this doesn't affect anyone, uh, but I'm gonna play this one in E. In case people are singing along. Yeah. So he, he picks up his another another harmonica, the other one out of the case, and he goes up there and he goes, starts singing this song, and he goes, 
like no musical note came out of that thing it was just and he goes uh, he proceeds on doing some gibberish that has nothing to do with anything right i wouldn't even call them lyrics they it it made no sense what he was saying about a non-sex almost like uh like uh free-flowing like art like a poetry or some some garbage none of it so anyways the first song, people were kind of like, I saw one girl in the corner. There was a heck of a lot of lesbians in that bar, right, too. That was another thing I did notice. But the, there was two uh, uh, young lovers in the back that were uh, uh, sitting there with their arms around each other the whole time. The one girl had the, uh, the lipstick one, the, oh, yeah. the, the one that was more likely when to be taking started. the strap on. <laughs> then, 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 but anyway, that, that particular woman was had her, had her coat over her face because she was so embarrassed for the guy on stage, right? As we all were, like... He, when he started, you felt like he was there was something wrong with him. Like he had some sort of mental, mental, yeah. There was some yeah. sort of mental problem. Oh no, <laughs> you felt so bad for him. And the second song, he decides because you're allowed two songs, so he decides he's going to do a second song <laughs> after the first disaster, right? What album was this one off? This uh, he he mentioned it. He goes, I, "I'm doing this one latest. because I've been getting a lot of requests for it." <laughs> oh, and uh, oh. so if you guys want to sing along, feel free to sing along to this one, right? <laughs> And he go and I said and I me and Dave actually decided we were gonna oblige him. We we're gonna sing along <laughs> as much as we could figure out we were gonna sing along as much as we could. So he started singing this song. It was called uh It's called the Park Avenue Sobriety Test. Yeah. It's oh. the Park the Park Park Avenue Sobriety <laughs> Test. Wonk wonk yeah. on his harmonica. It's a hornet's nest. <laughs> it's the Park Park Avenue sobriety test. It's a hornet's nest. Right on his thing. <laughs> it was very repetitive, so me and Dave could pick up the lyrics rather easily, right? So then we were able to just continue on and just uh, sing along with these like uh, riveting lyrics, right? <laughs> Yeah. He even noticed when we started singing a little louder so he could hear us, like he, he his head kind of jerked and he looked at us yeah. like because we were joining in and he kind of gave us a nod, you know, like to smile, like say, Oh, you know this one, eh? You you got you have this album? <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, Actually just made it up tonight. Yeah. Totally yeah, I think it was all just made up on the spot, really? you know. Really? And then uh and then he uh bolted, he ran but out of that at, place. At that point you're starting to think like I was starting to think this isn't he, he doesn't have a mental problem. This is actually like a rehearsed bit, and it's a, it's supposed to be comedy, right? Like he's, he's fucking, doing it because he's fucking with you. Yeah, it's so funny how ridiculous <laughs> it is, and and it, it, you're laughing because you feel bad for him, but it like is a, an attempt at comedy. I think he's a genius. I loved every minute of it. I can't tell you, like, man, if you want to, if you want to make an act just for me, if you want to go, if you want to entertain Pete Van Dyke, you just want to go to, you want to perform in a bar, just entertain Pete Van Dyke. That sort of humiliation where that guy goes up there and just freaking eats shit up there on stage and does this bit that nobody gets except for me, right? I'm like, and him, me and I have bravo, bravo. Do you remember one time? Do you remember one time years ago? You were with me, I think, Dave. We went to the um, we went to this yuck yucks in Kitchener, I think, and there was a comic up. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was another friend of mine. I'm sorry, it was another friend. Of mine that lives in Barry, Barry now, he came up with me, and this guy had this. He, there was a, the the host of the show was Mike Bullard. Do you remember Mike Bullard? Oh, yeah. Mike Bullard. Mike eh? Bullard. He's in uh, accident commercials now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in accident commercials. He used to be like Canada's late night talk show host, yeah. right? Now it's yeah. Pete Van Dyke from Life from the Dutch Hall, of course. <laughs> but before <laughs> before Pete Van Dyke took the Canadian entertainment world. <laughs> I like to undo my buttons. So I was horny because he's a late night host. It's on the radio show now, so I can rub my nipples all I want. Right? 
I forgot to tell you. Anyways, I'm going to finish this story. Mike Bullard. Mike Bullard, Bullard, right? So Mike Bullard, I remember being on stage, and actually my wife was on stage with me, and I remember that Mike Bullard's joke was he looked, we were at the front, right? So in a bad spot to get like uh, crowd work done on you, if you don't like that sort of thing, which I'm not really crazy about when I'm the center of it. But they, uh, but he picked on Jane instead. And so he said to Jane, he goes, uh, my mother told me, uh, if I stare at girls too long, like uh, stare at pretty girls like you too long, I'll turn, I'll turn to stone. And, uh, he goes, I can feel a piece of me getting hard already. Old Mike Bullard. Good one, Mike. So I remember this guy came out this comic afterwards and he just kept saying, let's hear it for Mike Bullard. Let's give Mike Bullard a hand. Right. So the crowd would give him a hand. He goes, Mike Bullard, like overcome so much let's hear it for mike bullard he's got gumball eyes gumball eyes gumball doing all this with gumball eyes, eyes right and the crowd would cheer, would kind of clap again but less enthusiastic right and he'd go mike bullard like uh his hair is made from an old scarecrow you know like uh, he would just keep going his on his teeth are made of wool <laughs> these are made of wool you know mike bullard overcome so much in his life and just make up some other bullshit thing about him he kept going on to the point where he lost the crowd. Like, the crowd gave up on the joke, yeah, right? Which was just bad. at the time where we were loving it the most, like, because yeah. of the silence. Like, the silence was what we were getting off on, right? Like, when me and my buddy we were howling. The more everybody else was squirming in their seats, the more we freaking loved it, right? Egg him on. And this guy did his whole act. He did a bunch of real dark stuff about his father and stuff like that. And I remember... Um, the crowd just hated him. Like he just, it was like he just couldn't have like turned the crowd off more and more. But me and my friend were getting more and more excited as the thing tanked, like because it was so funny. And uh, the way he didn't let it bother him and just kept rolling around with his bits, and we were just loving it, every minute of it. Eh? So afterwards, we talked to him. We're like, "You got you were the best act of the night. We just loved you, right? Like we just really enjoyed it." And he goes. I, I never ate more shit in my life. Like, I never bombed worse. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you, you guys like that? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Something's wrong with you guys. You, know? <laughs> you entertained yeah. us. Yeah, that was great, man. I just like the courage of it all, right? I, don't, I thought it was great. And the fact that he didn't give up on the bit, like, he thought it was funny, and me and him did. Because you could see there was two guys in the back laughing their asses off, like, loud, and the rest of the crowd is silent. So he keeps turning to us right like because he's like, like you guys oh are... you guys like it right <laughs> well this time i just kept sneaking to the back right like are you trying to... i didn't like sitting in the front we kept getting further and further back anyways i just remember that story from, from the awkwardness like i like a different show than other people do anyhow let's before we get into the rest of our toronto experience why don't we uh, uh ma- what's going on thunderstorm oh, oh the old thunder's rolled in Thunderstorms rolled in, everyone. Good for the tulips. Ah, <laughs> I feel like the wind is from the north. It gets the frost out of the ground. Oh, the north you wind. smell that? That's what brings us up. We, th- th- we have a lot of things to talk about with our new sponsors now, but we like to talk about them in a segment that we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. Uh, this mm. week's Feedback, We Got Feedback is brought to you by all our great sponsors. We'll start out with our Amazon. With Amazon. If you go to Live from the Dutch Hall's website and you click on our Amazon link, you can do all your Amazon shopping, and some of that will eventually get me my first ever Amazon check from Amazon. And yeah, we got that yet, eh? I have not got it. I think I've earned it. Come I've, on, Amazon. I've looked at my numbers. I think I earned it. I, Working hard. I think it was my wife that bought most of those items, but I think <laughs> I think I did actually kind of earn You're gonna it. You're going to have to ask for interest soon. Like, fuck. Yeah, Amazon's really holding on to me, but I'm still, I'm still supporting them for the time being, even yeah. though they don't pay very well. But 
We will. Uh, we're, we're working on other sponsors right now, but right now, and uh, the other sponsor I'd like to recognize is our good friends at VG Meats. At VG Meats, they are the 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 best sponsor we we've we've had. But I've got to tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a line in the sand right What's now for, for VG Meats. <laughs> is uh, right now the boys are sitting here. We're having a great night at the yeah, Dutch Hall. A couple whiskeys. I'm a little we got, hungry. We got whiskeys. We got a lot of things that. But you know what? Always goes nice with a nice whiskey or even a beer. What's like, that, Pete? Oh, it's pepperette. Mm. I would love a pepperette. You know, we'll, we'll, a nice spicy eh? one. I, and I know butcher shops in the world. You know, even ones that don't sponsor my program, who just have a lot of extra pepperettes lying around. And all they could do is a sign of good faith. Is, uh, you know, on top of the the very generous four dollars a month I earn from them, <laughs> is uh, is why not throw me the odd pepperette there? So I'm, what I'm doing is saying to VGs, I said uh, you've been a great sponsor for me, and I've always liked promoting your great quality meat products at VG Meats, and that's why it's I delicious. post my coupon on live from the Dutch Hall's website, so you can just print it off and go into VG Meats in either Stony Creek or Simcoe, and just uh, get whatever whatever the deal the the Dutch Hall deal is. You just print it out, you get in there, and a little bit of the money comes back to the show. But I do that stuff, and I really appreciate it. But you know what else I appreciate? And I'm going to tell you right now, because of all the great advertising I gave them, and, and the reason that some people go in there, and they don't want to buy the special. They want to buy, like, just a steak. Yeah. So they're like, ah, I'd love to – I'm a listener of the Dutch Hall. I heard about the great products of VG Meats. I go in there and support you guys. And I want a deal. Yeah. But, I'd, but, I don't, but I don't want to have that particular deal you're right. offering. And so you get business like that from us. So what I'm asking for, because of that business, I'm calling it on the air. Like, I'm, this is a bad way to do business. I understand it. But I'm saying, you boys at VG's, you know who you are. I want some pepperettes. <laughs> I, want, I want some pepperettes and I want them now or otherwise next week on this particular show. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the probably, I'm going to go back to very good meats. You know, oh. we're, we're right very now, good. for VG, very good meats, which yeah. is still a good promotion. I think I'm earning my pay. More business like, and we're gonna ask for. A but right steak. now, right, right now, I'm telling the truth, which is it's excellent, high quality meat products, right? Right. Salty and delicious. Well, a steak wouldn't hurt. You steak know, a steak would be hurt. lovely. I'm saying I had the I had the all, I almost got pepperettes in twice now from the from Kyle Van Gran okay. again. Who's a who's a great supporter of the great show? Guy, yeah, one of my supporter. one of my biggest fans of the show, to be honest with you, and one of my best listeners. And I know I For think sure. I've named him listener of the week at least twice. He's right? a real beauty. But he's a great listener of the show and has always supported me. He's the only reason that I even have support from those guys or from anyone <laughs> yeah, in, the, in real business that thinks my show is good. It's from the guys at VG, so I appreciate it. You know I'm what's going to happen? You're going to get like a fucking truckload. Pepperheads, Kyle. <laughs> Pepperheads. Pepper yeah, Chad's going to come in here and <laughs> yeah. just fill my whole, fill the whole Dutch up with the whole of Pepperheads. <laughs> you want Pepperheads? Here's everything. You uh, bitching about us on the uh, air again, Pete? <laughs> what is your problem, man? We're just trying to help you out, and all you're doing is cussing us out over Pepperheads? Well, hey, we'll take some beef jerky, too. It's good, too. <laughs> oh, it is also delicious. We'll take everything. It's fucking awesome. I do man. like some jerky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. You got good stuff there. You got good stuff. Award winning. Great people, yeah, delicious meat. So uh, I better get on to the feedback. We got feedback segment. Every week we like to welcome our new listeners. And this week we got a whole bunch of new listeners uh, from all over the world. Eh? We got one from Sevilla, Spain this ah, week, Michael. Michael. Nice soccer team there. Yeah, we got one from Phoenix, Arizona. Paul, our bartender, we're having introduced tonight. Hey, there's hey, Paul Chavandag. And uh, we got one from the Bronx, New York. I got to tell you, I got good listeners from the Bronx, New York, who have been listening listen to us uh, since the Iron Sheik episode. And we keep getting a few more listeners from the Bronx. So we like to uh, nice. Thank our listeners from the Bronx. Bronx. And also, we got a real exotic location, Port Elgin, Ontario. Whoa. Port Elgin, Ontario. So, thank you to all our new listeners live from the Dutch Hall. It's here for We might be ready for the Bronx, eh? After our trip to uh, Toronto, maybe we're ready for the Bronx next Yeah, I tell you, I think it's we can. It's awesome. I've been, I've been to, well, I went to Manhattan. It's, it's 
something else. Well, I tell you, like, you know, you hear about the Bronx or, or you hear Brooklyn even, like, or uh, Harlem. You know, these were all things, like, when I started going to New York. It's an eye-opener. Like, uh, they were they were tough sections of town to be caught in, right? And now it's, like, been regentrified, or what do you call it, regentrified? Yeah, regentrified. Re- <laughs> is it just gentrified, or what is it? Tell me what I said wrong, because it- I have no idea. I don't know words. Regenerized? Well, why would you call me for being stupid when you don't even know if I'm wrong yet? You look it up and... Regenerized? Just like... Uh, Gentrified. Homica. Gentrified. Let me look it up. Gen- <laughs> yeah. Burn. Gentrified. Yeah, look up, look up regentrified, because I think it's wrong. I think it's very stupid, but I think it's gentrified. Here at the Dutch Hall, we like to make up our own words. Oh. <laughs> Shit. And we you no, be the judge. We have no reason not like, doing that. Yeah, exactly. And our last, our last listener, our most exotic... One of my, our most exotic, or exotic listeners this uh, this week came from uh, Rakovic. Uh, Iceland. Ooh, yeah, and Iceland. Iceland. Oh. I know you guys are saying, why are you wearing that swan hat, Pete? The whole show you've been wearing a swan hat. <laughs> I and have been wondering. No one's mentioned it. I, I, I'm doing it as a, as a salute to our, our fans in Rankovic. Nice. <laughs> because they because of their, their, their uh, 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 national hero, Bjork. Oh, Bjork. Oh, yeah, yeah as a, I'm wearing this yeah, swan Bjork. hat as a, as a shout out to Bjork. Yeah, I like to wear most like of Bjork's Bjork. outfits, yeah. Every time, every time I go on a night on the town, they also feel nice. I say, "What's what would Bjork wear yeah. if she was going out to eat and drink Norfolk?" Shooky, you know? smooth. Those Icelanders like what they're like the show. They should send us some Brennavin. What's Brennavin, Dave? I think it's the national drink of uh, Iceland. Ah. Oh, is it Brennavin? We'll, we'll take some I Brennavin. Believe so. Would you like to tell me what revent- regentrified means? Well, I, I'm. <laughs> I, if you can spell it, I take it back. You're not an idiot. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Gentrification, is, Gentrification. Any, is any facet of urban renewal that inevitably leads to displacement of the occupying demographic. So I, I meant to say gentrified, not regentrified, which is kind of like... Uh, it might just mean it was gentrified once before, and now they've regentrified They keep gentrifying it. the shit out of that thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd say you're pretty accurate on yourself. Yeah. Well, anyways, what it means is like these hipster guys with the big beards and the... And they look like they're selling newspapers in the 30s or whatever, all those guys. Cutting down trees. Yeah, with curly mustaches, riding tricycles with the big wheels and stuff like that, lifting dumbbells and like wearing... TVs black and white. <laughs> One-piece singlets. Those guys, eh? These are guys that never worked a day in their life that like to like dress like lumberjacks. and like these are, these are people with soft hands. A bunch yeah. of that have huge That have yeah. huge beards. Yeah, and they wear boots around, but yeah. and never they're, worked they're, a day in their they're life. They're tattooed up. They got work boots yeah. on. They got lumber... They got flat flannel shirts on yep and they've never had a hard day at work in their life yeah. is that where steroids are advertised i don't know no these guys didn't look like i'm not saying steroids they're not, steroids. They're not like buff they're not like douchebag oh. uh, buff guys they're like more like they're they're nerdy guys right but they've adopted mm-hmm. the look of the yeah they're like look at the lumberjack the yeah the they usually they went with mustaches for a bit some okay. still have them now, now it's all big beards and stuff and it's graduated uh, beards yeah. yeah beards they got like like big ones like brawny like the brawny man beards you know yeah. like a real like uh like they're gonna start showing up in potato chips and stuff like jesus <laughs> like they could have been like <laughs> like barney right <laughs> barney's yeah, well, a hi- barney goes into toronto he's a hipster he fits right he in, fits yeah. right in. he's like he, high fashion in toronto just right? actually that's just normal like, so there you go. This is a, this episode. I think we're calling it "City It's versus Hicks," right? And there's a good example of how the people in the city, who us us Hicks will refer to uh, lovingly as "cityets," uh, I know that they would refer to us as Hicks when we start realizing that we've never seen a person with a full face covering or a or a, what do you call it? A, 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 a homica. A homica. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Because they would probably refer to us as hicks, which is kind of an offensive term, I suppose. Though I, t- I take a little bit of... Uh, pretty accurate, though. Pretty accurate, yeah. yeah, yeah we'll yeah. take it. You know, <laughs> no offense, really, take it. When a person like really like talks to you and you're like... You if, for- you, if you use the word crick or, uh, <laughs> yeah. or critter. Yeah. Remember, but, what do we we saw some critters in... What do we see? Oh, shit. Yeah, but they don't say... Uh, we say bush, right? Yeah, yeah. They the, say the forest. <laughs> we went to the forest. No, yeah. no, not the forest. I'm just trekking through the bush here. We're going but, through yeah. the bush to the creek. Yeah, yeah to the creek. You ever watch Dawson's Creek? It's a great program. <laughs> I love that Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Oh, geez. What is, it? What is what Dawson? a real pretty boy on there. <laughs> What's Dawson's Creek up to? So, but anyway, yeah, that's us. That's local Norfolk shit. Anyways, we got to get back to the feedback. We got feedback. We have to name one more thing, Listener of the Week. Oh. Their Listener of the Week this week is uh, David Milton. Let's hear it for David Milton. Yeah, boy, What's there Dave's story? What's Dave's story? Well, uh, it's really encouraging for Life from the Dutch Hall. Yes, please. Um, if, if, if Life from the Dutch Hall is... Um, I'll grab a beer, too. <laughs> <laughs> I had to finish my beer. I don't think that camera's working. Anyways, the the um, um, I think there has to be a button pressed on it. Dave Milton, I'll tell you about David Milton's story. What life in the Dutch Hall? We always know we have a bit of a reach. We have listeners from all over the world, eh? But you always like to think of the circle, you know, of where life in the Dutch Hall is broadcasted from. Sure. That would brought that would all of a sudden broaden and broaden. We get people from far and wide, eh? So this is no exception. Thanks, we got Dave. somebody, we got somebody here, David Milton. Who comes from us from the exotic location of Powell's Corners, which I gotta tell you, you're not getting to that without a on a bike without a good sweat, without a good sweat (laughs) from where from where we live. It's a real thick bike ride. I I I met a guy who likes my show who reached out to me on Facebook because if you go on Live from the Dutch Hall on Facebook, you can send me a message, and this guy did exactly that, and he sends me a message and tells me he likes about the show, says he's a hack musician. And he, uh, he says, he says, keep the show real and, and keep doing what you're doing. And so I said, hey, you're a hack musician. You fit in great. You should maybe join us, join uh, Nocturnal Emissions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds like one of the boys. Yeah. Practice he, the theme song, Dave. Yeah. Practice the theme you're song. You're in like Jen. So apparently he's game. So And uh, David Mellons actually gave us a, a lead on a possible hot new guest, too. So we, that's why he's listener of the week, because he reached out and gave us feedback like we ask everyone that's to do. So let's hear it for him. That's the way it's done, Dave. Do it. That's nice. Do that stinger again. Oh, yeah. So uh, the other piece of feedback that I really think I got to mention is uh, we were out at a bar last night after our big semifinal win for Diggers with Attitude in the volleyball league. And uh, yeah, it was a great, great, great effort by everyone. eh? Congratulations. Our uh, good effort by the opposing team, too. Thank you very much, Beer. Um, We had uh, gone out for beers afterwards and we were at a local establishment in. in uh, Semco, okay, and we stayed. We stayed a little later than we normally do, Ooh. celebrating. And, and uh, we were sitting there having a chat with our waitress who had been serving us all volleyball season. She got to the end of her shift where she just, oh, the thunder! Can I wonder if they can fix that. it up on the mic? I know. I hope so. A charge is out there taking a piss too, so I hope he might be coming back with an electric rod. Lightning cock, <laughs> old lightning cock, <laughs> old lightning cock charters. So we, uh, what was he saying? We're going oh, you're volleyball. Volleyball, yeah. So I'm in volleyball. After. I wish Jared was here to hear this, but I'm in volleyball. I'm sitting down with our waitress. We're having a nice chat about her engagement story and all this stuff because I saw she was wearing a ring. Great girl. And she uh, and the waitress that was around, they're actually your cousin. Okay. A listener alive from the Dutch Hall is going to get an honorable mention for a listener of the week this week. Linda Bow. Oh, Linda. Linda Bow. She be- comes up to beauty. me. Let's give her a round of applause. Linda. 
Linda, how you doing? And a kiss for the ladies. Mm. Linda Bow comes up to me and she says, Pete, if you have that girl on live from the Dutch Hall before me, I'll be real mad, is what she said. Oh. And I said, oh, Linda, you wouldn't dream of it. You're welcome to come anytime. She's welcome to come in anytime. And we always have room for a studio audience. We're starting to book a studio audience, but what you got to do is reach out to me either on Facebook, live from Dutch Hall on Facebook, at Dutch Hall on Twitter, or live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. There's lots of ways to get a hold of me. Or you can even go on iTunes, leave a comment there. However you can get a hold of me to uh, let me know you want to come in the studio, be a part of the studio audience, we'll have you in and book you. But Linda can come in. But the other thing she said is, Pete, what I think is you're being a little tough on charters. I hate hearing you uh, make fun <laughs> of charters. She's a sweetheart. Always like Linda's Linda. a sweetheart. Always like Linda. And she said to me, Dave's such a sweet guy. I don't know why you could be so mean to him. <laughs> I don't really understand it either, to be honest. She feels sorry for you, Dave. I looked at it as I said, I said Linda... That guy, if I'm meant to entertain the general public in the world, as I've grown and become uh, counted on to do, uh, when Dave lobs me up a huge gift, you know? Like eating a banana. <laughs> like eating a banana on, on the Wheel of Filth. You look at Dave eating a banana. Don't even listen to me at all on Wheel of Filth. Just watch Dave Charles in the background eating that banana and tell me how you cannot make fun of this guy constantly. <laughs> If you see him love face to face, he's my dearest friend. I've never, I've never said anything but that, Dave. You know that you're my closest friend, my best friend for, since I've been a child, and you, and I, but you are, you, you send, you give me gifts, you give me gifts. Yeah, and, you missed that one too. What I missed tons of them. I listen back to the show and I'm like, oh God, I, I should have hammered him on that one. I always think I'm kind, too kind to you. I tell you, I tell people I like you. And if you look on the air too, when you watch the video too, sometimes when you listen on the air, because I do dead, I do kind of deadpan stuff. Like I don't really ham it up, right? Or right. like let people off the hook on what I'm saying with saying with the guy. But I do like I do smile at, like I do get. I'm getting a kick out of him. It's done. Oh, yeah. If you see my face, we're yeah. doing it's it. It's in because, good humor. Yeah, and Charters is, the, and I would say that if any criticism belongs to anyone on that particular issue where I'm hammering on Charters. It's the the fault lies on Dave for not hitting me back, <laughs> because if he's if I'm gonna be t if I'm gonna be get, giving it to him all the time, like he should be hitting me back just as hard. You think my life doesn't deserve criticism, Dave? <laughs> I'm a fucking mess, buddy. Like uh, <laughs> I don't got anything figured out, you know. But like you got lots of things you can make fun of me for, right? Like I, and you know the stuff that'll hurt me bad. Like you're my, you're my close friend. You know the stuff that's really gonna hurt, but it's gonna be funny, and I'll still have to take the joke, even though it like. Oh, it's to my core, you know? But it's a good joke. It's almost too easy. He's saving yeah. it. I know. I'm afraid when I'm going to get this back. Building it up. Building it up. That's right. Yeah. Long fuse, eh? But look out. And before <laughs> that we, one time. Yeah. Before we wrap up feedback, we got feedback. We should just talk about our future events. And we got some real exciting things coming up for life from the Dutch Hall. Uh, and then we have to apologize to the general public for our latest sponsor. But before we get into that, let's talk about our exciting events. We got a lot of good shows coming up. Next, uh, we are going on a road trip to Bristol, Tennessee. Yes, we are. We're going on a road show to Ye Bristol, Tennessee to uh, watch a NASCAR event, and we're hoping to get some great, great footage. You for better it. get some 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 uh, voice on and some recorders there. Yeah, we're going down oh, yeah. with our Zoom. We're, we're going with our, with our recorders nice. and our cameras and stuff, and we're I gonna like it. we're gonna try to get some good interviews with the. Uh, with the people in uh, Bristol, Tennessee, watching the great NASCAR event that we're going just down. Just get some, some some local at the at the race, eh? Just 
love and life. Well, we're oh, planning yeah. on making lots of friends. That call <laughs> is going NASCAR. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a real treat. You think us. you might fit in a little bit better there than you did in Toronto? You, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually what's great. Gut, what's your gut feeling? I'm actually 100% sure yeah. that sure I'm going to go down there and seamlessly Put some headphones finish. on and go. <laughs> yeah. No, just it's like we're at home. Yeah. They just have a funnier accent, at oh, least yeah. we think they do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah so yeah, Bristol, sure. Tennessee is the one road show that we got worked out. It's going to be good. And then the next road show we have, which is back-to-back right after that, is in Okanagan Valley, which we're really excited about having a, a big Okanagan Valley with some uh, former guests of the show even. Um, it's a big reunion, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Mark and Sonia Rowan like from, Cal- from the... Uh, what was it called? California Dreaming Show. Yeah, that's right. They're coming back. We're going to be doing a show there, so we're we're going to be we're really excited to have uh, some of the some old uh, guests back to life in the Dutch Hall in a new location that we can check out and tell you all about. Yeah, it sounds uh, great. Okanagan Valley, BC. Oh, yeah. Wait Beautiful to hear the spot. stories that Beautiful come out. So a couple Okanagan. of good road shows coming up, and then we're still working on Lindsay with our one of our principal shareholders, Mr. Kemp. Oh, very nice. To come up. Uh, Generous. We're just working out. A, we just have to work out a date, and we can book that one too. So we got a lot of big shows coming up. Their shareholder event in uh, Lindsay, Exciting. Ontario, Exciting. Or Bristol, Tennessee NASCAR race, and uh, it's going to be great for life in the Dutch Hall. But now we, we have a lot of good things going on with the show. But the one thing that we have to, uh, we had a new sponsor come on board, and uh, we like to promote them as much as we can because we have a vested interest in the product, being uh, countrymen of, uh, and uh, you know, really like, a, what do you call us, like ancestors, Mike? Me yeah. and you would be like ancestors of the North Brabanters, eh? me, uh, me, you, and Paul. Yeah. Hey, Beaver, is your family from North Brabant too? Or I'm not sure. you don't even know? I'm sure. I don't even know. I don't know if they call uh, those things hamakas in North I was, Brabant. I was told. That's part of Holland, you are Close to the fence. If you're close to the fence, you're in North Brabant. Your family us, friend. Brabant. So we're Brabanters, right? Brabant. So we were really excited to, to welcome to the show the uh, the Brabant Musk, mm. which the Brabant Musk to us was a great fit. Brabant, the uh, scent of life from oh, the Dutch Hall. What a scent. Oh, and it's a scent that's meant to attract the females. And uh, mm. we were saying perfect because we have a lot of guys listening to the show. We have a lot of girls listening to the show that would love a nice scent that's going to get them like tickling in their private parts you know just get them a little excited right just pheromones in a bottle so we said we we had a nice whiff of the robot musk and oh, we're the like, whiff was thick <laughs> <laughs> we had a nice nice thick whiff of the robot musk and what we did Ooh. was we uh we said this is a great product and we uh, we have no problem endorsing it so i endorsed it on my program here and we've got a lot of complaints this week from uh, people that have uh, tried to purchase it on the amazon try to go on amazon and purchase <laughs> the old robot it's been was tough. dead link or something what? It's like a dead link? Why, why, no, can't... no, not because it's a dead link. Because the product itself has caused some side effects that uh, they were not expecting. And I, I don't think this thing was properly tested. <laughs> I'm not sure and, if you know, but Brabant, well, we love it. Brabant Musk is known to uh, split up entire families. Yeah, we had a guy, well, we, had, we, we decided like, what we, would be, we would be stupid if we wouldn't want to use the product ourselves. Test uh, trial. Because we're going to promote it, we're, we should we should be willing to use the product, right? So my my co-host here and uh, and, uh, and and member of our great member of the Nocturnal Emissions, Mike Bow, decided like, I'm a single man. Uh, I think that the best way to use this product would be to give it to the single man. So we were going to the Buck and Doe of Beaver right here. A good friend. Uh, oh, yeah. good, good friend. Beaver and Julie getting married. And oh, well, I get a lot of wedding uh, suggestions for you, Beaver, for yeah. later up in the show. But uh, real close friend. But uh, we go to Bees Buck and Doe, just a great event, just a great, a great event. We talked a little bit about it last week, but we had a good time. But what we did was we coated Mike and Brobot Musk head to toe, 
and uh, we were thinking like we didn't know how it was pungent. We didn't. I think we overdid it. We overdid the 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 the, the, the potency. Mixer, yeah, yeah it, it was thick. It, it was, was thick. thick. It yeah, was but thick. The, the success was was obvious. Well, you know what happened was uh, I never seen a feeding frenzy of women, <laughs> and this is no this is no joke. I am not bullshitting you. I bullshit you people at home. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I bullshit you people at home all the time. I, I, I fucking um, we 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 fuck around with you guys. I'm always I'm always uh, shocked at people that will comment to me <laughs> about how the, my live studio audience sounds fake. Of course they're fucking fake, right? The, <laughs> the, the 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 one person said that they listened to the female orgasm show and the girl that had the orgasm at the beginning of the show was fake and I'm like no fucking shit she was fake <laughs> like she it was not happen in the Dutch hall like I don't just have I'm a crushed. show across from my children and and invite in a person to like <laughs> masturbate till they orgasm in the fuck and then say will you please like just leave through the kitchen and just don't <laughs> thanks for coming just hide man. hide yeah literally are you, are you still gonna babysit my kids or what you know <laughs> You know, like, fuck. Is the hourly rate the same? The whole point of it was it was kind of, like, obvious that it was bullshit. It was kitschy. It was, like, meant for the... It was something... I pulled it off the fucking internet. Like, Jesus, I don't know how to get a person in here and masturbate. If anyone can help me out with that, live from Dutch <laughs> we're, we're, oh, we're open to it. Yeah. Actually, now that I say it out loud, it's like, it's like, obviously, I was full of shit, but if someone can help me pull it off... We like, yeah, do it, definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely do it. Yeah, well, it's cool. the back gate. Maybe now that we have the robot Musk, Musk. Yeah. we just have to uh, go Emphasize after the test the results. If that shouldn't a, be too so, too hard. If there's yeah, a shit. north wind, you just spray it up in the air. Ooh. We poured robot Musk on Mike Bowen. I swear to God, everybody with a single relative in the entire county decided to bring them out to the gala event. Hey, it was like radar. It was like radar. <laughs> the gala I didn't know. I didn't know if that was. By the end of the night, I didn't know if it was Beef's Buck and Doe. Or if it was Mike's fuck party because they they lined up a bunch of women that were just like all making their plays in different ways. You could see different corners and different pockets. And admission was negotiable. Where they had different strategies <laughs> on how they would yeah. get it done. Some were very vocal. Some were very obvious. Very like, upfront. Overt, I would say, Mike. Yes. Uh, obtuse. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, even there. yeah, I like it. But they were... They were um, those girls were, and, and, and what he said was, you know, if we were in Toronto, if we were in a big city, if we were foreigners in a strange land, yeah. you know, if we were <laughs> like in going a, to Toronto, you know, the if fence we, was in front of us, you know, we were in it, we were on a road trip or something like that. And some, and the same situation happened. You're wearing your Brobon Musk. Well, of course I'm going to wear right? it. Right. You got a nice stiff South wind. Right? Uh, Bro, no, it's a north wind. Well, the wind to the south. Yeah, and it's blowing. <laughs> yeah, wind to the south, getting the Belgians all horny. And then, then the. And, and and you're in a strange land where people are like being, uh, you know, overtly, uh, you know, sexual yes. or maybe like a, making their intentions clear in, a, in, a, in an over the top way. Yeah. And uh, you were saying you would say in that situation where you don't have. All your friends, family, you know, like uh, uh, like business hut. associates, uh, the parents yeah. of the girl, the parents of right, like the all. girl who is obviously throwing Everything. herself at you, uh, your three sisters, your mother, your father, 
I don't. I don't know what else you get. people you do business with in the community. Yeah, people. On, you know, I'm very it's advertised on a platter. Pretty much yeah. everybody. It's like I, you're there, and if you behave like you're going to be some sort of like a, like a sex crazed teenager yeah. in your own backyard, where yeah. you got to be a 32 be a, years old, and I'm going to be a like gentleman. That. Yeah, you're a man of business. You know, you got you got to still you got to still like live in that community. Exactly. You know, and all of a sudden, like. Uh, you don't want anyone like people don't want their twenty-two uh, year old daughters to come over to your house because <laughs> what they hear, right? Like it's no, like exactly that's know? exactly right. It's like no, you can totally trust me. You know, <laughs> I would bro bond most. You can't trust the bro bond must though. You cannot no, you trust cannot the must. Trust the it bro takes bond over must. itself. But honestly, I had to. Uh... Mike and I were <laughs> Mike and I were at, were kind of like uh, talking about bro bond must a little bit before the sh- earlier in the afternoon when we were trying to think of the show, and then. <laughs> We were talking about how we were, if, because uh, Brobot, we did a whole bunch of uh, research research on North Brobot. And North Brobot is like in Holland, they're like Holland and Belgium were one country. And then there was the lower duchies, right? The lower duchies are like the farmers and right. um, like the the more rural, like real people, I it's think. It's us. Yeah, like <laughs> us guys. Yeah, like, like there's Dutch people out there that are really like, christian and good and like nice and like they're like you know like real pristine almost you play know? by the rules yeah. play by the rules yeah stiff yeah. and uptight right. right very upfront, but very by the book yeah, yeah. and then there's north brabant right <laughs> which and actually north, is in the south of holland which is the very south of holland on the north border of belgium because the lower they 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 segregate we found out today with our right. research that they like they like uh made north the north of this duchy land um North, called North Brabant, and then the rest of it was something was like South Brabant or something else, or just Brabant. Yeah. And then the French came in it and started fucking Brabant. with fucking with that. The French started fucking with that, and then eventually that was like the French were all in there, and it was still the Duchy, like still Holland, but it was lower Flemish. Holland. Yeah. And then they decided to separate in the 1800s or whatever. They separated from Holland, so like the Quebec of Holland is Belgium, right? <laughs> And so on a on a good north, we were saying that on a good north, where there's a good north wind blowing to the south of Belgium in Limburg and Antwerp, and the Brabant mask is flowing through Limburg and Antwerp, right? And you can feel they can feel they can scent it in the air, they can smell it in the air coming through, right? And uh, when the Brabant mask flows through. Then the people in Belgium start to notice, right? They start to notice that uh, all of a sudden they feel tingly inside, and they start to become more uh, intrigued, and they all go to. And I said, and then all everyone rushes to their fuck holes. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yes, the fuck holes. (laughs) And then, and then I'm like, or whatever they have in Belgium, the fuck holes or whatever. I believe they are called fuck holes. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking about rush me through the fuck holes, girls. Head for the fuck holes. <laughs> stay away from the fuck holes, girls. You don't want to be in the fuck holes. When the north wind blows, you stay away from the fuck holes. <laughs> the men are randing the fuck holes. They'll get you in trouble. I had such a nice girl. 17 years old. But three years in a row, the north winds blew. She kept, couldn't stay away from the fuck holes. She couldn't stay away from the fuck holes. Every time the fuck holes. <laughs> three kids. Three kids before 18... Because of the fakosh and the goddamn robot mask. It's a well-known fact. Pregnancy rates go up 75% when the north wind blows in. In North Belgium, Limburg, Antwerp. Robot. It's because oh, of those fakosh. It looks like a north wind. The fakosh will be busy. <laughs> <laughs> the fakosh will be busy. Ah, I see the tulips are up. Ah, the fakosh will be busy. Oh, time to open up the fakosh. 
<laughs> Close down the fuck holes. The wind will never blow. <laughs> they need the musk. They need the musk to blow from the North Brabant. This is exactly what happens <laughs> when you mush. put on Brabant musk. Brabant musk. So the complaint- in Canada, we don't have any fuck holes. No, I didn't. <laughs> no fuck holes here. I just went home, went to bed. Is what happened. <laughs> I had no fuck holes. No fuck holes. Oh, I don't think he went right to bed. I think- no, yeah, I didn't go right to bed. That's true. <laughs> Actually, a- proceeded to uh, there's some drink until I could not drink anymore. Yes, it was a crazy. It's always a crazy night. I was lucky enough to get taken home by one of my friend's uh, offshore laborers, <laughs> which was a godsend because I knew that if you would let me go to the after party, that I would still be there. Oh, God, I would yeah. never have. Left. I don't think it ever ended. I don't know if it ended yet. Oh, I was having such a great time. They what did a great take guests away from the after party. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They yeah. said they had to drive them away because they would just keep, they they kept going. That is true. That is one hundred percent true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had to drive them away, like out of town. So, <laughs> yeah, just to le- so that maybe at some point they could go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it that it wouldn't end well, so I'm like thinking about like, well, I could at least spin this some. I knew the two options are like, I can either be like a real dick to my wife for probably the next three days because I won't be able to get off the couch because I'm gonna be so hurting if I go and do what I know I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. and then uh, or I could go home with my wife and I could be like. Uh, you know, those guys wanted me to go out, but I said, yeah, I want to spend time. I took one for the team, I honey. I took one for the team. I, you know want, to spend, I want to spend time with you, baby. <laughs> that's yeah. A, that's a veteran move. Yeah. Veteran move. And you're like, you know, once that once that, that value proposition has been laid out where she realizes the sacrifices that you made for <laughs> because how much, deep. Because how much you love her, you, you know, you're going to probably have a pretty decent night at home on your own. That's what I'm saying, yeah, you know? Okay. A little bit of wisdom to impart to... to yeah? To, to, to I like you. it. Yeah. No, good yeah. for you. Use little tricks Peter. like that, good eh? Yeah. You. And meanwhile, the reality was partially that, but partially also the fact that I'm an old chunk of coal who also knew and a, that. And a bit of a douche. I got a bunch of things. <laughs> and a bit of a douche, yeah. And, and you weren't wearing put up on Musk. I wasn't wearing it. I couldn't stand it. I, got, well, I, didn't, it was, I didn't want to do it because I had enough problems with... Uh, being uh, around me? Yeah, just the off the the, the friggin' like because I spent time with my, the secondhand broban, the waft. People call it secondhand broban, <laughs> the waft of of the uh, yeah. Oh yes. So lots of lots of complaints. You're lucky actually. you didn't get pulled into a fuckhole. Oh. <laughs> to get pulled in, yeah, to get pulled into a fuckhole when you have a good wife and you don't want to mess anything up is terrible. Because what I realized was, and this is no offense meant to my friend Mike, you know, is that if you are in a small town, if you're in a small town. And uh, you're a decent person, decent person, and uh, half what halfway attractive. You don't have to be like a, a, a you know model or anything like that. Mike's a Mike's a halfway. handsome guy. Halfway. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like Mike's handsomeness. He's a Van Dyke. He's a beautiful person. He's beautiful. I understand that too. But it's not because of his attractiveness that he got the attention he got. It's not just because of the robot musk. Not just because of the Brobot, mostly because of the Brobot Musk. Eighty-five percent do the yeah. Brobot Musk, but mo- some of it's just due to the fact that there's a lot of girls out there that are like, "I live in the sticks. Every decent person has left town, <laughs> or they're married, yeah. and I have nobody that's decent. I'm gonna die lonely with cats, and I need to fuck somebody <laughs> quick, right? Like, that's- gotta, yeah, you gotta jump. Yeah, they gotta jump, otherwise they're missing. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? They're, you're right. And then, uh, so you see this when there's an opportunity. And I even, ha- I had a story of a person I know. I said once, I was like, what are you doing? Like, they were jumping. And I was like, no, no, I, you're missing. 
Yeah, I think yeah. I think at a certain age of a, of a man in a small town, I can't speak for the cities because I know when we go there, Dave, when we went there, and you went as knows it too, Paul, when you went to the city, like the women are, uh, like there's a lot of reasons to turn your head, there's right? A plethora. There's a lot of different. There's a lot of different sort of women that are like all dressed differently. They all like different sort of sense of style and everything's Everything's tight. All cultures, all all any fetish that you might have in your head, and any yeah. sort of you like tattooed women, there they are. You like uh, Asian women, there they are. Indian women, there they are. It's like a menu. You and got, ju- just when you rank them, and you think you got it all figured out, another one comes in, and you gotta like, you gotta rank them all again. I never even thought of that. I never yeah. thought of that. That's yeah. sexy as hell. Yeah. You know, like Charles and I, Charles in a training course, he can describe every. Every outfit that every woman in that training course wore on all three days, he can he can describe it, right, Dave? Am I lying? I I can, but I think anyone could, right? That's just what you do, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's better than paying attention to the training course. Well, I'll tell you when you <laughs> when you sit around when you sit around and you work, you work mostly with your wife, and then you um, go from work to home, work to home, and then you don't really see any other women ever, and then you go to a big city where they're just walking on the street to work or whatever back and forth, and you're like. Another hot girl, another hot girl, another hot girl, another hot girl. You're like, where is the end of it? You know, it's just crazy. And then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to get a lunch. I'm just going to go in this little dive bar on the street. I feel like I'm going to puke again or yeah. shit myself. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I have an appetizer. I, I'm just going to, I'm walking down the street. I go in this little dive bar by myself. And I and it says like dive bar, like your neighborhood dive bar or something like that. I walk in. I'm like, perfect for me. I don't want anything too fancy because I'm, I, I get nerve. I get right. uncomfortable around it. So I go in this place. And it's like a fucking bar, like open, be- like wood beams, and uh, it's like a nice bar. And behind the bar, they got like cinder blocks and pieces of wood so to stack up the bottles that go behind the bar. Like it's very rustic looking, very uh, homey to me. I feel very comfortable. It's like the Dutch Hall somewhere yeah. else, right? Yeah. So I go in there. I'm like, perfect. Give me a table. Let me just give me a menu. And so I sit down. And I'm like, I want to have. It's lunchtime, right? So I can't eat anything because I'm so sick. So I'm like, give me a beet salad, right? It was a beet salad on the menu. Beet salad and uh, goat's cheese, right? And so I said, uh, I'll just have the beet salad and a pineapple juice, is what I said. Which was, pineapple juice is stupid. It's acidic, and you're going to probably puke that up again. It's going to be really hard on you. But it I was like, like, I want a little sweet treat. I'm going to go with pineapple juice, you know? Make your jizz taste good. <laughs> so then we go... Uh, oh, <laughs> if I ever get caught in the fuck horse, <laughs> I want my jizz to taste like pineapple. So we go to, so I go and I say this waitress, and there's two waitresses in there that are very noteworthy, right? The one waitress is wearing um, hip, hip, like hip hugger jeans, but high hip hugger jeans, you know, like they're like t- the, uh, over the belly it, button. Yeah, I was gonna say like the the over the. Yeah, it's over the belly button, like '90s, like when I started dating, and you you yeah. try yeah, high, you, but but uh, you put your finger, your hands on a girl's pants, and you got to go like four inches before you hit belly button. Yeah, and another another like high, hand, and it's another still hand. High. Like keep Kelly Kaposki on Saved you by the Bell. You just got to keep going and going. You got to the elbow in her pants <laughs> before you get to anything good. Anyways, that was what I grew up with. And these, apparently it's gone back that yeah, way. But she's, I think she had her belly button out. So I think it was just below her belly button. So it nice was choice. up that high. Uh, tight to the point where um, it, it just didn't leave much to the imagination. Hourglass figure, uh, just rock hard body. Um and uh, and good luck in the boot right and right. wearing a little like uh like like a belly shirt like a belly shirt that's what you said teasing you yeah gorgeous girl like really good looking then the other girl who was my waitress was uh probably like 
Uh, what would you say, Dave? Because you saw her too. She was probably. I thought she might have been half black or or Spanish. Some sort of Spanish. Some sort of Spanish. You know, maybe a Greek. I don't know maybe what it was. Portuguese. Gorgeous girl wearing again a tank top or whatever, and really, uh, really, really. Uh, I found she leaned over a lot. Like, yeah, she likes too much. Cleavage, yeah, and she's it was too it, much even. I liked her. I liked her she's a lot. Advertising. Anyway, she's the one that took my order for the beet salad. So I said I'll have a beet salad. You sure and, you didn't uh, want more a, than just a and beet a pineapple salad. juice. And she looks at me and she says. She's like, uh, you want chicken or beef or something in that salad? I go, no, just the beet salad. And she's like, ugh. Like, she actually was like, ugh. Like, Why? what is wrong with what you? What are you doing to yourself? You're coming to a bar where you got, like, chicken wings and fucking potato skins and onion rings with maple sauce on it or shit. Like, why the hell are you having, uh, like, a beet salad? Like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know, because I've been shitting myself all morning. I don't know what I'm going to keep <laughs> down. You know, so, but you don't say that. Anyways, I'm sitting in a in, in a table for two, but I'm one, right? And, and you're up at like the part where you're not at the bar, but you're at the part where the there's like a raised platform, and then there's like another set of, the set of the tables beside you. So there's like that little barrier. So there's your little two tables, and then there's the tables for four on the other side of that barrier. But I'm sitting at the barrier. We're at the same level, and there's a girl that's basically all we got is a little like brass rail with a with a piece of glass or something between us. But there's me and her cheek to cheek. You know, like same level. She's talking to her friend about in college how she had a lesbian experience. And I'm like sitting cheek to cheek, basically at the same fucking table with them, right? You know, and so I'm eating my, I'm eating my yeah. beet salad and these these girls beside me you're, are talking about... You're your stomach and... Huh? Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to have... A, but they're talking about... Like they're a couple of businesswomen out up for lunch, you know, like they're in their business attire and all this stuff. And they're talking about, you know, everyone does that in college kind of thing, you know? I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I'm like, I have so much to say to you, but I don't know how. There's no barrier between us. We're at the same fucking table, you know? Like, <laughs> who are we kidding? Why am I not allowed to talk to you guys? Right? I hear everything you're saying. I hear everything you're saying. You know I hear everything you're saying. Why can't we have a conversation about this? Like, But I was like, oh, it's not my place. You know, I don't know. You know, it's like, I'm going to still be polite, eat my fucking salad. Plus, I didn't have anything to say other than like, really? Like, can you tell me about the details about <laughs> how you were with that girl? Because I don't know. Record right everyone, now. everyone does that. Do you mind? You know, I just want an hour of your time. Paint me a, <laughs> paint me a picture. Yeah, just paint a, paint the picture. Yeah. What did you look like? How did it work out? Was yeah. it drinking involved? You still know the Give girl. Give me a visual. Do you have her number? Does she live in town? You know, <laughs> simple yeah. questions like that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just, of course. So, anyways. Um, what I know, but those, but I'm saying like when you get out, well, you don't have a lot of options normally. And then eventually you see something is like, definitely makes an impression. You know, we forgot to talk about. I think about it's a good thing. You didn't, we didn't, didn't bring any Brobon Musk up to Toronto. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. What could Brobon Musk? Further, it needs further testing guys. Cause yeah. it, the it would have created testing. some confusion. I might test it again this weekend mm. in a different town. You should do it when you're out of town. I'm going to try it. It's not that far out of town, but it's out of town. I'm going to tell you, would you use less of it? Use a little less. less. I would say maybe even cut it in half. A squirt? Yeah. 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 Squirt? You you spritz it in the air and you walk into it. (laughs) You know, that's what you want to do. Honestly, I can't let the musk do all the work. I mean, I got to do something. Yeah, yeah. That night, it was just out of control. You got to stay sharp. It was very much reminiscent of Paul... At the tractor pull. It was very, very <laughs> hey, And it. where did the scent come from? Paul. Exactly. We've, we've milked Paul's glands for, for weeks and weeks. Tractor pull fumes. Yeah. We've milked Paul's glands. And, a, and a, another unknown Dutchman that lives in the neighborhood. Yeah. We milked his glands, too. The outskirts of Blaney. We had to freeze his younger glands, though, because that's when he had the magic. <laughs> 
<laughs> Still got it. Burns deep within his loins like a flaming hawk. Uh, once the brobant is in you, the brobant blows like the wind into the woman's soul. He's the originator of brobant musk. Well, we like to think about what we for, who you know we forgot to thank Dave. You know we forgot to thank. We have a weather. Yeah. Our buddy. Hi ho. Hi ho. Hi ho. I love that word. I didn't even say the one the word for that. But we had to get on with the Haitian Dwarf. Very... So the Haitian Dwarf, uh, Haitian Dwarf, for those of you who have just listened to Live from the Dutch Hall for the first time, you don't know, our good friend Haitian Dwarf has been with us from the beginning. We always like to reach out for feedback. We go to iTunes where Haitian Dwarf provides us feedback every week. And uh, Haitian Dwarf uh, gave us another one. What did he say this week, Dave? The original super fan of the show rates uh, last week's episode five stars. Oh. Five stars. Five stars. All right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, last week he was saying he was going to try out basketball. Last week or a couple weeks ago, yeah, basketball. Yeah. But he says he's going back to dwarf tossing. Oh, going back Is there home. a difference? Chicks, chicks dig it more oh, than basketball. Oh, okay, yeah. Is it like basketball or what? Dwarf tossing? No, it's, uh, I don't think there's any balls at all. Hey, is, there a t- <laughs> hey, is it just, like Wolf of Wall Street? Is it a target? You just fucking hurl them? <laughs> yeah, yes. that's what it is. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly what yeah. it's like. I, okay. you get And there's rules. Ball. You got to be careful. You don't want to hurt them, but you still got to fucking well, he's wearing, hit he's the wearing target. Personal protective equipment, right? You'll yeah. have a nice, uh, nice. have a nice helmet. Probably yeah. some sort of pads. Yeah. Some, well, some sort. They're full of Velcro. Well, the ladies love it. Full he of Velcro, well and they're ready to go. Musk. So, yeah. Oh, I don't think. I don't think. I don't know if we can get down down Musk. No, no, that's true. He probably doesn't. You got to be careful. He's got a you don't want to hurt him, but you got. You got to give it an oomph. You got to get going. But he does say that the uh, chicks dig dwarf tossing more than basketball. He says he might even move to Florida. Florida. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. And get some chicken wings. Yeah. And then he says, what was that flavor again last week? Was it Dahmer? What? That was a play on the Bundy Dahmer. wings. Bundy, Bundy Dahmer, right? Oh. Well, I'll tell you, the, the wings are killer from Swazis. Yes, they are. Shout out to the Swaz. That, was a, that was a really clever joke. Did you do that on purpose? I, the wings I, are killer? I did it on purpose, two, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was very good, Dave. Thanks. That was clever. I'll give you full points for that, Dave. What? Which makes us think, which makes us, which leads us, uh, well, thanks to the Haitian Dwarf. Obviously, we thank him every week for his feedback. You know what? That makes me think about the comedy club. The night, the last night, Dave decided he's going to throw me a bone, right? Because Dave's having such a great time. He's playing all his life. <laughs> he's a rock we, star. We, we missed out, though, on the uh, free times. There was another great act of free times. Which we don't even. Miss. Oh well, that's we're gonna let's close with that one. All right, right we'll close with that. Because I have some advice to give the young bee for his wedding, and I, yeah. I thought oh, I'd leave it as a gift. Excellent, oh, excellent. I'd I'm leave it as a gift. That sounds great. Yeah, let's move on. Then. I Tuesday use everything night. I can get. Tuesday night we went to a comedy club at a little. I forget the name of the place. It was called the name of the place was the Sonic Espresso Bar, the Sonic Espresso Bar. But the name of the comedy uh, open mic show was Skin of My Nuts. Skin, oh. of, my skin com- of my nuts comedy. Or skin of like uh, my nuts. Yeah. So we went to the skin of my nuts comedy show because we thought it's great. Everyone that wants to go up can go up. The place is as small as the Dutch Hall. Like sw- seriously, like se- yeah, seriously, it wasn't any bigger than this. Oh really? This bar. It was the upstairs of the bar. The downstairs of the bar was this. Big. Was this big, but it had a big bar in the middle of it, which took up most of the room. And then, really? and so you had to squeeze in to get into the back staircase. And so it's toy. 
Yeah, and you go up this little like staircase, and it's toy like a tiger. And we're sitting in the staircase, and we can look up through the rails of the staircase and see that there's a act going on. But we can see like their mid drift, and we can kind of hear the show. And uh, so I say to Dave, I'm looking on my phone as I'm doing this because I'm like, where else is there something going on? And yeah. right across the road, there's an open mic for uh, music again. So I said, Charters, you know, this thing's going on until three in the morning. Every comic that wants to come up can sign their name and go up, just the same as open mic music. Right. Right. So they let everybody go up. So the thing goes on until there's no more people to go on. So there's uh, all sorts. like there's, And so the place is chock full of comics to the point where you don't even... Uh, like if you're not a comic, like when we finally did get up to the upstairs, they the there's a couple of comedians would stop and say, "Who are you?" And you'd say your name, yeah. and then they go like, "Are you a comic?" And you're like, "No." And they go, "What are you doing here?" You know, like, and you're like, "Well, yeah. I'm here to what watch the show." They made right? you feel out of place, yeah. Yeah, just a bunch of young comics trying out material, right? Just trying stuff out. Yeah, it's all like it's all like stuff that didn't work. Yeah, as it turns out, yeah. like nothing worked. Everyone had notepads on the table. They're all just trying shit out, and yeah. then, and like most of it didn't go, didn't go anywhere. To be honest with you, there's guys working Checking on their, their notes. Crap. One guy had his jokes written on his palm. He kept looking at his palm. He had yeah. four jokes written on his a palm. A lot of experimental really? going. Yeah. yeah. And so the the one guy, the one Asian guy was pretty funny though. He he came up. He was one that was really confused by anyone that was here for any reason, and he kept being very analytical of his own self. He'd be like, "Do you are you mad at me right now? Are you hate me right now because of what I said? Do you think it's ignorant because you're Indian and I said an Indian thing? It wasn't meant for you. It wasn't meant as an <laughs> He's insult." Pointing right out. Everybody's yeah. being it's not careful. about all your people. Yeah. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that at all. And then he'd go on to the next matter of fact line about himself. You know, yeah. like a lot of people were just talking. Like these were like. T- I, I wanna I wanna treat these guys with as much respect as I possibly can because I appreciate the courage it takes right. for them to go up there. Right. But most of these people are young people with that have no not, no life experience at all. Nothing. They don't have anything to draw on. So they're just all they want to do is talk about themselves and they talk about anything they like taking a crap, jerking off. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm no different. My whole bit I had written to go up there too, but I was too sick and I had to wait till three in the morning to go up. My whole thing was going to be about jerking off. Like, it was all about masturbating, internet porn and stuff. Like, I, it's just, like, because I didn't, wasn't living, yeah. you know, like, you know. It's and I was just thinking, like, these kids, like, it's harder for them. Like, a person that's lived a life that's had kids, that's had, like, a, a, like a more, like, that's had, not just kids, but, like, just, just had, Live like. more of a life. Took a few lumps in life, you know, they took yeah. a few lumps. Right. You know, those people are more likely to, um like have better material to draw from you know those people that have like hit the rock bottom that have gotten to really like nasty areas right but i'll tell you um who was the best one there there was the one guy who had some life experience he he was a teacher in uh in korea oh right 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 and then but he talked about going to thailand he had the best joke of the night i thought oh right right the one about uh he He went he went to a pussy show he said in in thailand yeah he went to a pussy show in thailand and he said uh um this girl walks up to the stage and she puts down a, a fishbowl and then mm. and she she squats. No, no, no. First she first she came up and naked and she was had something behind her back. She was hiding something behind her back, and he said, "Oh, don't be coy." Yeah, and then <laughs> she pulls it out. And it's a fishbowl and she squats over the fishbowl and lets and she goes. And he says, oh, "Oh my God, it is coy." <laughs> she squirts out goldfish in the water after the goldfish. No way. Yeah, into the bowl, and then. Uh, it was actually, funny. yeah, that was the best joke of the night. But that it was, but anyways, we went over to this bar, this bar across the way before we went to the comedy club, and uh, and there was uh, it was open mic. So I thought, well, Charters lent two people his guitar the night before. Maybe someone would lend him a guitar, right? 
So um, he goes over, we go over there and it's like old, there's like a, a older uh, black lady, the like heavyset woman. There's a piano player, a banjo player, a drummer, a stand-up bass, a saxophone, a trumpet, and a, a trom- trombone, yeah. right? And uh, and then the singer on the side, and they're playing like uh, what do you got, swing or yeah, like old ragtime stuff, ragtime yeah. stuff yeah. and that. Yeah. And those guys were fucking tight. Man. Oh yeah, yeah, they're tight as hell. I yeah, it was, it was great. And when you when we walked into this place, I gotta tell you, you know, we're in Toronto. We just passed Chinatown. We feel like foreigners in a foreign land. We were at this comedy club, which was again a bunch of hipsters and like cool people in their twenties, where we're like a Old. little older <laughs> chunks of coal, right? Yeah. We go into like. Then we go into this place across the road, and we walk in, and you swear to God, you're in the friggin' uh, Waterford Legion, you know? Like, yeah. you go into there, it's an old hall-looking place, it's got an old dirty bar, some dirty old bathrooms, you go into the room where the band's up there, there's a little stage, people are dancing on like in front of the band who's oh, playing, yeah? nice. and uh, there's a lot of like elderly people, people of all walks of life in there, like rougher-looking characters, the waitresses are ugly. Right, they're like they got a couple. Usually a good sign. Yeah, and you're like, this is, feels right. You yeah. know, this is the right place to I'm be. I'm at home. Yeah, I'm at home. Like, there's a few people with like some scars on them in here. You know, like I just feel right about it. You know, like I don't. That's where you think like as much as we think Toronto is like a foreign land and everyone's all different. You get into when you get into certain parts where it's just a community. Yeah. And people are still just trying to like you know, still living their life the regular way, you realize every, we're all the same, yeah, you know? Yeah. But the way to get there and back and the people that live amongst <laughs> us regular people are sometimes too much to take, you oh know? Like, God. you just can't even understand them. Like, I walked out... I, I, we came home on the train from Toronto, and I was at uh, I was at an exhibition stop or whatever just before, and we passed by these condos on, the, on Lakeshore. It was like a big condo complex. I have a picture on my phone. And they... Uh, and I took I was on the train I looked at it and it's like this huge condo complex it was all brown all like brown and gray it's all stacked up units you know they're selling for like a half million bucks a piece right yeah. and they're like as much as you can see like the whole picture's full of these condo units and then even the first row that you can see you can see behind it there's another row of the same size giant units they're all joined together all all the same all stark no color at all no color at all hmm. it looks like it looks like a prison. It looks like a utopian, yep. like a future, like post-apocalyptic, like uh, prison where they put people. You and then know? there's cranes and skeletons of other buildings. They're putting more of them up, right. you know. Mm. And I tell you, when the fucking housing market crashes, the first place that's gonna feel it is gonna be those Toronto condos. Like, like uh, whenever the shit hits the fan with the Canadian economy, those Toronto condos are the first ones to fall. So. I just feel really bad for, like, I, I mean, I know when you're in your inner space, like if you're in one of those units and you look out your window and you can see Lake Ontario and it's like, you know, feel you, good about you have a nicely decorated, like classy fucking, uh, what those two gay guys that come decorate your house, right? They make it all look real fancy and you yeah. can feel, feel uh, precious because you have a $15,000 couch or whatever, or like a chaise lounge chaise in your lounge. fucking corner or whatever it is you know like those those people probably feel really proud about their little space they have you know and they maybe have a rooftop garden or something like that that they and they have a very uh fulfilled and happy life and they feel really great about it but to me if you were to put me in that situation if you were to tell me you got to spend a half million dollars to have this matchbox little place and you can get a 
you can go up on the roof to get fresh air once in a while. I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, you're insane. You're insane. I'm never going to pay that money. Like, I'm not, I don't understand what you're getting from it. What is the benefit? You know, it's a great place to visit. But I mean, when you come down to the, what people in the city who listen to the show, I got lots of listeners in Toronto. And, and if, if you listen to the show, come, come on down, come down to the sticks once in a while and look what you can spend for the same amount of money you can get for what a place to live. Yeah. And you can figure out how to, how to make a living without having to be in that city. You can get so you can you can have so much more for your money and not all the hassles and shit like that of having to deal with people every day just to do simple tasks and all that sh- yeah. stuff. Like you your just, your entertainment's even fucking that much better for yeah. your bang for your buck, yeah. right? What do you mean down here? Yeah. How so? How so? Because you're gonna spend a whole lot more money, like oh, for well, on everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? The one thing about that dive bar I went to, I had that beet salad and my juice. You guess how much it cost me for lunch there? An insane amount, probably. No, it was eight fifty. Really, eight fifty. Not bad. Yeah, and it was a good meal and everything. Like those guys didn't charge that much money, and even at, when we had beers there afterwards, it wasn't that bad. No, it was a good. Like there are places that you got to sniff them out, though. Yeah, yeah. You got to find these little jewels yeah, in there. That's tough. Because yeah. if you go to one of those places that are a little bit more like where you see the, those the douches from the big towers coming in after work or Save whatever, and they're. There, you're gonna buy a beer and you're gonna pay seven bucks. Even that freaking dive bar that I fell at home with, right. that, that that where the open the the whatever the Dixieland thing was, or the the swing band or whatever. Right. Those guys um, charged me seven bucks for, well, for a beer. For really? a beer, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but where I went to this place on Queen Street, like with all the hipsters and the college kids and all that stuff, and it was what? dirt cheap. A couple of streets over, it's a totally different ball game. Right? Well, yeah. Yeah. What I thought about was uh, how you were talking about driving in your car in the 15 minutes to go get your groceries, and the 15 minutes of being angry, you wanting to kill everybody, then you're at the grocery store and you get your groceries and you go home, then you want to kill everybody again. Where here, if you drive 15 minutes or whatever you got to do to get to the grocery store, maybe you're going to listen to. Uh, a delightful podcast, or maybe you're gonna hear your new favorite song on the radio. Yeah, you're gonna have a great ride. I yeah. agree. You're gonna get your groceries, and you're gonna come home, and maybe you're gonna hear something else that's great on the ride home. Or you're just gonna look outside and enjoy what's out here. You're not mad. Yeah, right. right. You know, oh, yeah. I, I enjoy going. You see for a some turkeys, ride, like turkeys on. Maybe, the side yeah, of maybe the road. see a deer yeah. in the field or yeah, something uh, new. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know. To me, I, that's us, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's hard. Like so, we were talking about like if uh, you grew up in the like if you grew up in the slums of uh, Calcutta, yeah. and uh, your parents lived that grew up in the slums of Calcutta, and your grandparents lived in the slums of Calcutta, and you had all your community built around those slums in Calcutta, where you had like friends and family and then you come home from your day of work and everybody would be like playing together in the in the local ghetto and having uh you know having the community kind of raise your kids and make meals together and have a share share their time together it's kind of like spending time with your friends every day and you just love you would love it you know if you had that sense of community and the fact that you lived in like um squalor wouldn't even be an issue for you because you didn't know any different no, right. and you, all you had was these great relationships with the people around you so you wouldn't even think about it right like right. you wouldn't even like uh it wouldn't be a you wouldn't it wouldn't impact your happiness one bit no. you know but then when you get caught up in all the things superficial just, stuff right. you know? things are just easier to get yeah and it's almost like if you do if you end up building a good life for your family or whatever and then you teach your kids that this is the way that life is then you hold that standard to them too like your kids will have to live that standard because they think that's what life is. So it's a right. good thing because they're going to be aspiring to living a big life or like a, a like a nice life. But is 
if the price of it is giving up your happiness or what you're, you're like, just like being like a, uh, you know, working all the time, be miserable all the time in yeah. order to keep it all up afloat. Like the guy in the slums is kind of ahead of you, isn't yeah, he? Like, right. you know, like, I don't know. It's a hard one to figure out. Right. Yeah. But you look at the, all the way, the different choices people what you uh, make to live their life. I mean, there's lots of options out there is all I'm saying. You know? Oh, yeah. When you go into Toronto, that's the one thing that I, that bugs me about it is that there is a certain amount of arrogance among some of the people, and only some of the people, yeah. where this is like the big time. You know, like we're in Canada, this is our biggest city, and like we're, we're like, uh, you know, we're doing it here, so we're a bigger deal or whatever. Outside of Toronto, yeah. there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's just like, Ontario is Toronto. If you look at the quality of the people or what they're able to accomplish, I mean, you go to any part of the, the country, any little corner of the country, there's people that are super talented in all parts of that, but maybe some of them don't want to go and pay the price of having to fight all the idiots, or city idiots, I should say, <laughs> to go in and out of the town, right? So, anyways, uh, uh, we before, the only thing we, yeah, the only thing we got to do is just that one, Dave. Before we go, like, there was one. There was one act. Beef can run it. Yeah, beef can run it. Beef can run it. Beef, you mind running that thing? Yeah. So what we're gonna do is, uh, to, in order to close the show out, we want to just. Uh, we were at one uh, open mic night, the, the second night we were there, and we we met a young new artist, and uh, he played a love song, and uh, what we did was we were able to luckily capture it on on uh, audio here for, to share with you. We hope, and we we're going to give the all due respect to the artist. This song, we do not know his name. We did not. We did not get it properly. We mentioned we were going to be putting it online. He said, "Please don't." But we're going to go. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. That's um, what we do at the Dutch. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, this is meant with all due respect, and even any covers that result from this will be. Uh, <laughs> Meant as an homage to the true artist that created this song. A real talent. And uh, the way he prefaced it before he went up and performed it for us was he said this was a true love song. And he wrote it uh, for... just as a true as a true love song meant from a true place with for a woman that he he really felt strongly about, and uh, he said that it was, it was he's been accused of, of being misogynistic, mm. and he said that uh, maso- like he doesn't find it misogynistic because the song could work for a man and a man, it could work metaphorically for a woman and a woman, or but in his case it happened to be in a heterosexual relationship, and he said it's with a man and a woman, but he didn't find it to be. He found it to be a love song. And I thought, Beef, because you're coming up to your wedding in November, yeah. that you might be able to use this song as a possibility. I'm just throwing it out there as something for you to chew on, something you think about for the next few months. Say, mm. if you maybe would like to use this as per- perhaps the Brian Groom's like, first dance. It's first a, very, da- it's a very lovely love well, song. The tempo's right. That's the tempo's sure. definitely right. It's, it sounds beautiful. Hey, and when in doubt, uh, bride and father song? Or no? <laughs> I would say it's You'll probably have to more find out. Yeah, it's probably Feel more Brian, Brian Groom song. I'm hearing this for the first time, so yeah, yeah we'll you, we'll see here. You can make the decision yourself. Okay. So why don't you roll it there, Beef? Just hit. All point. right, you ready? Yep. This is not the beginning, though, eh? Yeah, it's not. Redo, redo, redo. Yeah. If we're gonna get a real feel for this song, we you should really listen gotta, to the whole hear, thing. Yeah, you gotta hear from the beginning, right? Right from the start of the, the heartfeltness. You play? It? Yeah, that's good. 
Tears in everyone's eyes, B. Yeah. Tears in everyone's eyes. I like it. I like it. I like the rhythm. Nice tempo, yeah. Yeah. Nice tempo. Julie, if you're hearing this, this is it. Robunk Musk in this song. Yeah. Call it a wedding night. Babe, if you love me, you're gonna love every drop. Bozy, you think you could jump in and do an acoustic on this? I don't know. Get through it first here. Take it all in. Take it in? Okay. I really like the lyrics. After this one is my favorite part. It really picks up. <laughs> no one will see that coming. Oh, yeah. I tell you right now, Winkle won't even see that coming. It's a beautiful love song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, shit. Baby, don't you dare. It's real soft. I like it. Yeah, that's a, that's a jizz in your mouth by, uh, I don't care. I wish we could remember the artist, yeah. but he was a great artist there. And uh, I love that. He's part. passionate. He was passionate. Don't you dare spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that guy went up, and so we went to, like we went to a comedy club. But we didn't have anything as good as the that oh, yeah. open mic guy. Right? And That's he, great. he was he, my favorite. Yeah, and he got out of there too, and hit hit afterwards as well. So what do you think, Bebe? You, you set that up for. I'm uh, liking it. I, I just need to run it by Julie. Yeah. We'll see what she says. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push her towards it. I know she's got it all planned. She said that on a previous show. She's had a plan for months, but maybe yeah. she can. Uh, to throw a wrench. She can she can alter. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't I think pick- what she hears that she's gonna. Yeah, because we haven't picked that out yet. the The main song of the night, we haven't picked that out yet. So yeah, there's still a chance. A, it's a good candidate. It's oh yeah, candidate. I like work, it. Work that out, it's yes. real soft. I like it. It's got a lot of emotion. Oh I yeah, I really feel it. Heartfelt. I but. see some tears coming down. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank uh, Derek Van Hooten, Dave Charters, Paul Van Dyke, and and Mike Bow for coming in and joining me here on Live from the Dutch Hall this week. It was real fun to get back to the old normal show. It felt really good this week, so I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, please go to lifeinthedutchhallgmail.com. Send me a message. You can also uh, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter. And if everyone would just uh, be real nice to each other and take care of each other, we'll see you next week, everybody. Let's hit it, boys. Yeah. We did it again. Good job, everyone. Yeah, buddy. That felt good, Beef. Oh, I felt great. I think we entertained some people tonight. I did. I think so, too. 
break it down. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. All right. Good show. Well done, David.